Hello, friend. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. This is Pastor Pitts Evans. On this podcast, we read and discuss one chapter of God's Word per episode. Let's go now to the Bible and see what the Lord has for us today. Acts chapter 11. The apostles and believers throughout Judea heard that the Gentiles had also received the Word of God. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcised believers criticized him and said, You went into the house of uncircumcised men, and you ate with them. Starting from the beginning, Peter told them the whole story. I was in the city of Joppa praying, and in a trance I saw a vision. I saw something like a large sheet being let down from heaven by its four corners, and it came down to where I was. I looked into it and saw four-footed animals of the earth, wild beasts, reptiles, and birds. Then I heard a voice telling me, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. I replied, Surely not, Lord. Nothing impure or unclean has ever entered my mouth. The voice spoke from heaven a second time. Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. This happened three times. Then it was all pulled up to heaven again. Right then, three men who had been sent to me from Caesarea stopped at the house where I was staying. The Holy Spirit told me to have no hesitation about going with them. These six brothers also went with me, and we entered the man's house. He told us how he had seen an angel appear in his house and say, Send to Joppa for Simon, who is called Peter. He will bring you a message through which you and all your household will be saved. As I began to speak, the Holy Spirit came on them as he had come on us at the very beginning. Then I remembered what the Lord had said. John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So, if God gave them the same gift He gave us, who believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I to think that I could stand in God's way? When they heard this, they had no further objections. And praising God, they said, So then, even to Gentiles God has granted repentance that leads to life, Now those who had been scattered by the persecutions that broke out when Stephen was killed traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch, spreading the word only among Jews. Some of them, however, men from Cyprus and Cyrene, went to Antioch and began to speak to Greeks also, telling them the good news about the Lord Jesus. The Lord's hand was with them, and a great number of people believed and turned to the Lord. News of this reached the church in Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he arrived and saw what the grace of God had done, he was glad and encouraged all of them to remain true to the Lord with all their hearts. He was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith, and a great number of people were brought to the Lord. Then Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul, and when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. So for a whole year, Barnabas and Saul met with the church and taught great numbers of people. The disciples were first called Christians at Antioch. During this time, some prophets came down from Jerusalem to Antioch. One of them, named Agabus, stood up and through the Spirit predicted that a severe famine would spread over the entire Roman world. This happened during the reign of Claudius. 
The disciples, as each one was able, decided to provide help for the brothers and sisters living in Judea. This they did, sending their gifts to the elders by Barnabas and Saul. The story of Cornelius and his household, the Gentile household, coming to faith in Jesus Christ was a big deal. We went through that in Acts chapter 10, and here in Acts chapter 11, the story is spreading throughout Judea, and uh, people are hearing that the Gentiles have received the word of God, and some of them are angry with Peter. Like, how dare you, Peter? Could you do this? Go to the Gentiles and go into a Gentile house. So we read in in verse 1, the apostles and the believers throughout Judea heard that the Gentiles also had received the word of God. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcised believers criticized him as the Jewish believers, the circumcised believers in Jesus as Messiah. And they said the accusation was, you went into the house of uncircumcised men and ate with them. Now, they were forbidden from doing that because obviously the dietary constraints on Jews forbid them from eating things that non-Jewish people could eat. And so the custom was not to eat with uncircumcised, or i.e. non-Jewish men, because the kosher requirements from the law of Moses in terms of the diet was not being observed by the Gentiles. But Peter explained and told them the whole story about his vision and the angelic visitation to Cornelius and the angel telling Cornelius to send for Peter and Peter having had a vision that God had declared certain things clean that had previously been unclean. And from this, Peter understood that he was to go to this Gentile household and preach Jesus. And so much to his surprise, as he um, began to preach the gospel and explain to him why God had sent him to the house, in verse 15 of Acts 11, we read Peter speaking, As I began to speak in Cornelius's house, the Holy Spirit came on them as he had come on us at the beginning. Then I remembered what the Lord had said. John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And so the Lord showed Peter that what these Gentiles had experienced was called the baptism with the Holy Spirit. They had been immersed into the Holy Spirit. He goes on in verse 17, So if God gave them the same gift he gave us who believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I to think I could stand in God's way? And so on this basis, when they heard this, they had no further objections, and they praised God. And they said, even to the Gentiles, God has granted repentance that leads to life. Now, it's impossible to overstate the significance of this. And I try to be very careful when I'm preaching to stay with uh, what's known and what can be known. And if I offer up an opinion, I make sure that I qualify it as my own opinion. And so I'm about to give you an opinion on the receiving of the Gentiles into the kingdom of God. My personal opinion is that the moment Jesus rose from the dead, that the victory of his sacrificial, atoning death, burial, and resurrection was open to Gentiles as well. But the Jewish believers were unaware that this had been thrown open to Gentiles. At the time that Jesus rose from the dead and the first appearances that he made in Jerusalem and so forth, there were probably other Gentiles that were interested in Judaism that heard the good news of the gospel. They may or may not have been fully converted to Judaism, but I believe that there were other Gentiles that had had kind of slipped in, if you will. But the Jewish believers didn't understand that what God had done was an entirely new thing. 
that he had opened the kingdom of God to the entire world, not through Judaism and the practices of Judaism, but through the God-man, Jesus Christ, Israel's Messiah and the Messiah of the whole world. You see, this is the new covenant. It was a new process. It was a new transaction. So my personal opinion, I'm speaking for Pastor Pitts and nobody else, was that the Gentiles were able to receive salvation in Christ from the first day that Jesus rose from the dead and fulfilled the scriptures. But the Jewish believers were unaware of the extension of grace to the Gentiles until this episode with Cornelius. This, as I said in Acts chapter 10, I mentioned that this was some 10 years after the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. And so this extraordinary visitation that Cornelius had, this angelic visitation, and then this series of visions that Peter had, and then Peter visiting Cornelius's house, all, all of this was required so that uh, the Jews could hear the gospel was now open to the Gentiles. And so God did what was necessary and extended grace to the Gentiles as well. Now, in verse 19, we read that those who had been scattered by the persecution that broke out when Stephen was martyred traveled to different areas. And Phoenicia is mentioned, Cyprus, and Antioch is mentioned. And it says specifically, they spread the word of God only among the Jews. And so note Antioch, because Antioch was to become the early headquarters of the church, the missionary headquarters of the church, if you will. It was still based in Jerusalem, but the extended headquarters was Antioch to the Gentile nations. And so some of these ones who had been scattered began to speak to Greeks also, telling them the good news about the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord's hand was with them, and a great number of people believed, and they turned to the Lord. And news of this once again reached the church in Jerusalem. And so they sent a man named Barnabas to Antioch to find out what was going on. They already knew the story about Peter and Cornelius, but they were curious what was happening with these these Greeks coming to faith in Antioch. And so Barnabas traveled and went to Antioch and began to investigate. And then after a little while, Barnabas felt moved to go searching for Saul. You may remember that Barnabas was instrumental after Saul's conversion. Barnabas was instrumental in introducing him to the early church. And so Barnabas uh, was party to Saul being sent to Tarsus for his own protection. Now, Barnabas goes to Tarsus to look for Saul to bring him back. And so when he finds him, he brings him back to Antioch. And for a year, Paul and Barnabas, or Saul and Barnabas, met with the church and taught people in Antioch for a year. The Bible tells us in verse 26 that the disciples were first called Christians in Antioch. And so this term, Christian, was coined, if you will, at the church in Antioch. Previously, people had been called followers of the way, those who believed Jesus was the Messiah. But the term Christian is first mentioned in Antioch. Now, there's one more thing before we close. There's a man named Agabus who's referred to as a prophet in this chapter. It says one of them named Agabus stood up and through the Holy Spirit predicted a severe famine would spread over the entire Roman world. And this happened during the reign of Claudius. My point is this, that God continued to speak and revealed the future through New Testament prophets. I believe that's also possible today. I am not a New Testament prophet, but I believe that the Lord does indeed reveal the future through prophetic people from time to time. And so the evidence in the New Testament is this Agabus. Lord, we just pray into all of this. We thank you once again 
for the redemption of Jesus Christ for both Jew and Gentile. We thank you that your Holy Spirit moves and reveals your will as you did to them in the beginning. You continue to do with us now. We thank you, Lord, that your grace is on us to know you and follow you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.